What is going on, party people? It's the Motorcycle Dad with Tito podcast. You know who it is, Tito, here on the mic. After my six to seven month hiatus, it is good to be back. Um, I took a little bit of a break, six to seven months. Well, I think last recording was in June. Um, just because I just felt like I told you guys from the beginning that I was going to keep it real. And I wasn't going to do this if the energy wasn't there. And the energy wasn't there. My plate overfloweth with shit at the time. Uh, I was trying to balance my wife. She got a job. Thank goodness. You know, we're, we're, we're definitely fortunate there. She got a job during the COVID era. Um, and it resulted in her working from home. So that was a bit of an adjustment because, you know, I've been, a, I've been the king dingling in the house, the head honcho. That's my kitchen for the longest time being a stay-at-home dad and then the transition back into working from home uh it it just took some energy and it took some attention that i needed to pay uh to my family it's all there is to it they needed my attention and my resources were stretched thin as much as uh, i like to be a go-getter also i got to be a realist and i'd rather give 100 percent of myself to four to five things in my life than half-ass ten so that's where it came down to and unfortunately the thing that had to give was the podcast and something i enjoyed and only that it had gotten to the point with the podcast i was trying to structure it so much that it was getting stressful like you know you're yeah i I never paid attention to the small rules like as much as the editing that other people do sound quality wise uh there's people that invest a lot and guys if you think this podcast shit is easy it's not. There's a lot that goes into it. So I was pressuring myself to come up with structuring so that way I have a better chance of getting monetized. Don't care about that bullshit. <laughs> uh, I did at the time, but now I'm like, what the fuck? Why do I care about getting monetized? I mean, I care about keeping this real and organic. So that's kind of where my attention is going to. Uh, it was just, I was trying to like structure it too much. It was just overwhelming. And then it was just like, eh, just wasn't fun. So I'm recording on a Thursday. Hope to drop. I'll drop this today. I know it's technically by the algorithms, probably not the best time to publish your pie. Whatever. I'm getting out of that stuff. And it's going to be still raw, still organic. Uh, not only that, I just got a little discouraged too, because there's just so many fucking podcasts now. Holy shit. Like everybody has a fucking podcast. I think my fucking chickens have a podcast now. Holy crap. I mean, like everybody, dude. So. It was just a little discouraged because the market was flooded, yada, yada, yada. Move on with life. So, um, also, guys, look, I want to say something because we're all going through it. We're getting past the election time. We're, I know everybody's fucking over COVID. Well, no matter where you stand on it, it's just over it, you know, and it continues on. So, it just, it was another draining thing for me. And I wanted to try to stay as positive and optimistic for my family. And when you're just pulled too, when your resources are stretched too far, you're you're now ineffective um, because you, all the good stuff that you have to give is just being you know washed away with all the stuff you're trying to do. It's, it was just too overwhelming. So um, I'm back at it. You know, it felt like a deployment almost. Like, and it still kind of does with the you know uh, stay at home stuff and social distancing. It, it still does kind of feel like deployment or being in service. And anybody that spent any time on deployment can relate. But just to, for any of my civilian listeners, you know, my friends, 
Uh, most of the time when you're deployed, you work a 12 on 12 off work schedule and you work seven days a week. Now there's only but so much work you can do. Um, and it gets to the point where days kind of blend in like Groundhog's Day and it's just, you're going through the motions. And then you go through stages where it's like, you have this good routine and then you, you change it up and it's just like, because you don't see anything changing. And then you get back to your good routine. I bounce back and forth between that a couple times. I know everybody has. Uh, more or less, one of the times I was taking a hiatus from life was when I was catching up on uh, Survivor. I started watching that show before I went to service. They fucked up and put a couple on Netflix and uh, I, I've been watching that <laughs> with my wife because of like all the drama, all the smoke. It was a good distraction also too. So it was something to do. Uh, now I get a little bit more even keel back on, on the grind and back on, uh, on task here. Now, life-wise, life has been good. Uh, I hope life has been the same to everybody that listens. Um, if not, make sure you put that positive mental attitude every day on. I know it's fucking hard, but keep grinding. And guess what? It is okay to not be okay at times. Sometimes we get in our own head because we try to pressure ourselves into being, you know, Captain Save-A-Ho for life. And that's just not how life works. Sometimes even uh, as much aggressive people in life that have all this fucking ambition and shit, every now and then we need some time too. So make sure you're investing your time, your mental health, your knowledge, your physical health, all that shit, and keep crushing it. So besides that, I hope everybody's doing good. Like I said, covid uh, I had a lot of time on my hand, so one of the things I've been into over the past few months is a lot of reading, uh, a lot of financial education, especially because I was dealing a lot with the business, so I was trying to self-educate myself, which is another reason why uh, you know, wasn't doing the podcast, because a lot of my attention and time was going to that. So uh, really learned a lot, continuing to learn. We got to continue to be students of life, like I'm going to continue to be a student in the motorcycle industry. Uh, both on the professional side and the consumer side. All right. Speaking of motorcycle industry and getting to the business portion. So um, unfortunately, uh, COVID happened and business did take a hit. <laughs> we were uh, we, we weren't doing too great from the beginning, but it just kind of like really apprehended us. Like it just I mean, put it this way. There was a point in time I had a customer order a shirt and it took them three months to get it or two months to get it or some shit like that. I was just like, oh my God, dude, how the fuck do you do business like this? It was fucking crazy. So uh, not only that, it was just the way things worked out. It was a lot of learning lessons. I'm not going to put it all just on COVID. A lot of people are going to do that. I'm a firm believer in it, along with your freedom, your civil liberty, you have civil responsibility. And there is just a lot of things that I failed on. And I hate to be the cliche, but me and my business partner at the time, Tony, were sitting here talking, you know, like we we're both heartbroken because it was a mutual decision. You know, like we had to do what was best for both of us. And it was just funny because at the end, I was sitting here laughing. I was like, holy fuck, we became the business cliche. And it's not in a bad sense. Uh, it's only a cliche if you don't learn anything from it. And you don't improve on it and figure out where you fucked up. But it was just it felt like breaking up with a girlfriend or something like that. Something you really devote a lot of time to cared about, nurtured and up in smoke. So that happened. Wasn't too crazy about it, but you know what? I kept things in perspective. And it's what I told my boy, Tony. I was like, look, man, we barely got into any debt. 
which for a business, especially during the COVID era, is laughable. You know, like it's like you didn't get into barely any debt. Like we seriously we barely got into any debt. Like we were, yeah, of course we got into debt in business. It's business, but very little of it because of how we approach things at the beginning. So at least we had that going for us because it could have been one of these deals where we fucking run amok and run hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt and they'd be like, Ooh. but that didn't happen. And then two, we remain friends. Like he's my boy, he's my brother from another mother. He's, he's my friend, you know, he's always gonna be there and I'm happy for him and his life and his successes and his family. And just those two things alone to me was a huge fucking victory. Like, you're telling me I managed to get in business with my friend, which is a bad idea, of course, but still, we fought the odds and we did it. And we got in a very, very little debt. It's like we managed to walk away whole and friends and financially okay in the COVID era. Like, if you really wrap your head around that for a second, that's like, what the fuck? So, just on those parameters alone, I was cool with it. I was like, you know what, dude? Fuck it. We're we're still boys, and this is manageable, dude. We're doing good. Like life is life is okay. Um, so been going through the motions, the paperwork, uh, all that shit to actually got to the point where we had to dissolve the LLC in the business. So if you try to go into the website, try to go on the Instagram page, that's why. Uh, from the moment that I had to legally shut it down and dissolve the LLC that was the day that I shut all the websites and everything down. So now on a better note on the business side, uh, I did learn a tremendous amount, still need to learn a tremendous amount of more guys, students of life, right? The day you stop learning is the day you stop moving forward and succeeding and growing. So, um, got a little bit more direction. Okay. And I started a business my own. I'm waiting still for legal paperwork, uh, paperwork with the state, licensing, business license, still waiting for all that stuff because not to be a fucking party pooper, fucking beat the dead horse, but in the age of COVID, unfortunately, things take a little bit more time, especially when you're talking about local governments. So uh, that being said, you guys will be seeing something pop up for Desert Moto Lab LLC. Um, no grandeurs of uh, we're going to be a veteran t-shirt company <laughs> like how we were trying to do before. I am going to have some shirts for sale uh, on the website. I'm going to launch the website back up here, hopefully within the next couple weeks. So if I don't record another podcast episode until then, you guys now know why, because I'm redesigning the website, changing product. Uh, I am a distributor for blood lubricant. You guys didn't know. So if you need blood lubricant, hogs, blood and such, holler at your boy. I got you on that. I am a seller for them. Uh, also get some, the penetrating lubricant, say that 10 times, uh, that's pretty much good for everything, uh, from guns to garage doors. Uh, special shout out to, to Shannon and the group over there at Get Some in Florida. These are both American companies. The product is made in the fucking USA, baby. And I personally been using them. So um, that's kind of the approach. We're gonna fuck with stuff that personally views and I believe in uh, we're going to be selling oil on the website oil change kits for you do it yourselfers uh, the lab portion of it is because we are evolving we are learning there are going to be new things to come up that you we need to experiment with to see if it's worth it or you know to see if it's bullshit or to see if it actually makes a difference 
a lot of that stuff i have a feeling the next two to three years in our industry is going to be coming down the pipeline very fucking fast faster than we believe it okay so um the main focus on the business is going to be service parts consulting uh, I'll be doing service here locally for people, especially because I rent uh, my motorcycles out as well through Ridershare.com. Special shout out to Ridershare. Uh, also, I'll be doing, you know, parts. I, you know, there's some local uh, smaller independent guys and also bigger shops that I'd love to work with and supply them with the great product of blood racing lubricants and get some and, uh, you know, any other product helping them branding. Guys, I, I've done a lot of that stuff when I was director, like uh, coming up with dealership brand, like having the product made overseas, getting samples, D30 armor, stuff I dealt with before. So uh, I got to go with the, what the recipe works with, what's best for me, and that's going to be what's best for me. Also consulting. So if there's any you know professional dealerships out there that need help, of course, I know the fixed op side, instead of paying some fancy director uh, a tremendous amount of money, they pay me to come in there, tell them what to do, or tell them where their improvements can be made, how can they improve things, processes, procedures, blah, blah, blah. And then also do some consulting, still helping out with, this is my favorite, my boy Neil over at Backcountry Expeditions. I fucking love those guys. I went out in November with them, did a two week run with Neil, this time doing more driving truck support. I had an absolute blast. And it kind of sparked something in me, my gut, that gut feeling. And that's why the focus on the on the website and one of the main focuses I'm going to be on are it's going to be Harley V-Twin maintenance, you know, because fuck with Indians too. So uh, your American V-Twin standard maintenance and services, you know, some pipes and little things here and there, nothing too crazy because I just I seriously just don't have time and I don't want people waiting around, you know, a month. It's <laughs> it for big projects. Uh, also accessories. So anything I help accessorizing, you know, and such and adventure bikes. So uh, main focus area is going to be your BMW GSs, And also uh, my favorite, the y- Yamaha, that Tanner Race 700. Uh, my boy T-Riv over there at Tejas got one. He fucking loves it. I'm a huge Yamaha fanboy. And I'm more and more wanting to get involved into the adventure side of motorcycling. It's funny how we go through phases in our motorcycling career. I am now to the adventure portion. Um, I think it suits me and my lifestyle more. And I think going forward, that's what I want to be more part of. Now, my approach is I'm trying to find product out there, things that make it a little bit easier for us younger guys to get into the sport because it can be pricey getting into the sport so i'm looking at trying to make it easier to get asses on seats and make it accessible for the experience for everyone uh, i think it's the coolest thing in the world to ride a motorcycle out in the middle of nowhere uh see this beautiful country and absolutely we live in a beautiful fucking country oh my gosh look i'll tell you right now half the problems we have socially in this country right now people just got out and go drive cross country and do a griswold vacation to the grand Canyon or something go camping spend time with yourself and your family and enjoy this beautiful land we live in we'd have less problems okay so i highly suggest that and anytime i experience something in the motorcycle world that i i'm passionate about i think it's good and positive i want to share that with people 
Um, especially because I have a tendency of being such a fucking crouch sometimes. Especially at this stage of my career where I'm like, oh, these fucking young punk ass motherfuckers going around doing wheelies everywhere. Blah, 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 blah. Like, that's the way I feel now. But I still am a punk motherfucker on a bike. And I'll always be in some portion a kid. And I think that's that's one thing I love about the, the adventure side of it because get back on the dirt, it does remind me a lot when I first started out and when I first fell in love with motorcycling. And now you add the camping aspect, the long distance traveling aspect out of it. It's pretty cool. So did two trips with uh, Backcountry Expedition. First one was a skills, which is basically people new to adventure riding. They're not new to motorcycling, just new to adventure riding, seeing if they want to do it uh, long term. So Neil takes them out does uh takes them on some back routes you know starts them off slow builds them up teaching them different skills how to get out of trouble you know if you get stuck in the sand or so on and so forth or if you you get a puncture teaching them the quintessential things you're going to need to know because a lot of times guys when you're doing adventure riding you are in the back country with no cell phone access there's no cell phone signal for miles and miles and miles and miles Matter of fact, me and him communicated via, uh, via inReach uh, Garmin GPS because satellite-wise where they were and a lot of times where I was, I didn't even have a signal. And I was the one riding around supporting the truck. <laughs> so that'll give you an idea of some of these places that we go and explore. Uh, it was four-day skills. These guys had a blast. It was great supporting their trip. And then we did uh, the Southern California BDR, the, Cal- or the California BDR South. I believe it's what they call it, BDR, which is Back Discovery Route. If you're not familiar with it, Google BDR and a great organization. I'm definitely looking forward to learning more from those guys and getting more involved in the community with them. Uh, And then we started now the Southern, uh, the California South BDR technically starts in Yuma and works its way north. The way Neil runs it because he's with clients, he runs it north, uh, north to south. So we started in Bishop, California, made our way down from Bishop to Lone Pine. Um, we had made a couple stops it was off the top of my head. I'm not going to go through the whole criteria with you, but slowly but surely made our way down to Yuma, Arizona, where it ends. And it was an absolutely phenomenal trip. We had great clients. Uh, it was just a great time. And even me working it, I had a blast. Uh, I became a celebrity in this little town, Lone Pine, California, because I pulled it in park with this big truck and trailer, like, all these punk ass kids with scooters came uh, g- came up to me, you know, wanted to know what was going on and, and were talking to me. And they're actually pretty cool kids, uh, small town kids. So that was pretty cool. And I just had a, a lot of fun. So I'm looking forward to doing more of Neil, whether it's business wise or next time throwing a leg over and getting some miles uh, on two wheels. And that is the just of it, guys. I'm going to be moving around. I like the constant moving and the control chaos Chinese fire drill aspect of life sometimes and you know uh, meeting new people getting out and enjoying this beautiful land and doing it on two wheels is definitely a bonus always so that's what I want the focus of the business to be want it to be fun we need a lot of that these days trust me I know uh, I know <laughs> I know I could use more riding and more fun um, so that being said the business let's move on to the world we live in now okay Thank goodness political season is still over. Uh, I personally am a libertarian, so I had no, I had a horse in the race, but of course it wasn't going to win. <laughs> I already know that going into it. Uh, but my advice to you guys are put the swords down, guys. It's, it's time to get back to living life. Uh, 
they got people out there that they spend more time fucking involved in this fake fucking bullshit going back and forth between whether you're Republican or Democrat, that they forget to fucking live life one or forget that they are still a student in life and got life to live. Uh, I mean, I know there's some conspiracy theories out there. Everybody's got a theory on something. But I mean, like there's people that are coming out the woodworks with fucking bullshit. And I know them personally. And I'm just like, yo, bro, you can't even fucking balance. You don't even know what the fucking budget is. You're going to sit here and try to tell me you're a fucking medical specialist all of a sudden from fucking Google or Facebook. <laughs> like, the fuck out of here, bro. <laughs> like, come on. Like, don't, don't, don't take yourselves too serious. I try not to. And leave your fucking mind open that some of the stuff that you may believe in may possibly be bullshit. Be a student in life and don't let that stuff stress you out or weigh you down. Look, it's done. Got a new president in office. Don't care how you felt about the old one. You don't want to hear my opinions because I'm like that drunk uncle at the barbecue. Anyways, but that is not all that life has to offer. Okay. Very, very little. And matter of fact, presidency has very, very little to do with your day-to-day life, more your local government. So if you really feel that strong, strongly about it, I highly suggest get involved more in your local government, county, city, state, focus there because that's what we can control. So, you know, that's what we have to focus on, the things we can control. All right. That's all I'm going to say about that. When it comes to COVID, look, it is real. Everybody's got a right to do what they want to do. Just don't be an asshole. Uh, Wash your hands. Wear a face mask whereas the government tells you to wear a face mask. I know some people feel a certain way about face masks. Yada, yada. Personally, me, I could give a fuck less. I'll put one on. Uh, if I'm out in the middle of nowhere, of course I don't give a fuck because I'm out in the middle of nowhere, more than six feet away from people. More, most of those times, I'm about six miles away from fucking people. So, uh, but don't be fucking stupid either. Uh, I see a bunch of motherfuckers down on the strip, uh, you know, uh, getting drunk, acting like nothing's wrong. It's real. Let's stop being stupid. Wash your hands, hand sanitizer, all that good stuff. Okay. And it doesn't mean to not live your life. Now, it doesn't mean to fucking go in a bubble. Just means use common sense, which I know is it's a fucking rarity these days. <laughs> I know, but try to use some common sense, okay? Now, now it comes to one of my rant portions, okay? I was waiting for something to happen, okay? If anybody that's involved in the motorcycle industry knows that this is the time of year where a new model year shit drops, blah, blah, blah. Now, there's one company in particular. I think you guys already know where the fuck I'm going with this. Ooh, it's my favorite booger, my favorite fart touch. My man, Harley Davidson. All right. I think I am so critical on Harley because I think they're more than fucking capable of doing better. Not only that, it's an American brand. So I'm going to be a little bit more fucking critical on Harley because damn that's our shit out in the world fucking being represented you know what i mean they have a strong brand good history okay just sorry to break you guys harley hearts but they were not the first motorcycle company in the u.s it was indian sorry guys all right but when it comes down to it this year they pushed back the new model year the 2021 debut because it seemed like with the new leadership they were going to have some extravagance fucking whatever i just made that fucking word up they were gonna have something really fucking cool and really fucking yeah and 
you'd be surprised. My my ultimate disappointment when look to sum it up, you come up with you got better paint and you got better stereo. What the fuck, Harley? What the fuck is wrong with you guys? Okay, thinking that the same recipe is gonna dig you out of the hole that fucking you have dug yourself in is beyond me. Especially after all the restructuring that just happened, because keep in mind, guys, they had fired a bunch of people, consolidated positions with the new CEO. Uh, they canceled their Street Fighter. They canceled their other small, I think it was a bigger Street Fighter, smaller Street Fighter. Both of those got nixed. Uh, they got rid of the Soft Tail Deluxe. They got rid of a few things. The one good move I have said, I will say, is the basic electric glide that they have was pretty much a street glide. Uh, that's pretty cool. And the basic soft tail they have, because I mean, shit, with a Harley, most of the time when you buy one, you got to bump, uh, pump two to three grand into it and make it decent anyways. So you might as well get a bare bones model. And when you pump two, three grand into it, you get what you want. So one of the smarter things Harley's done. Now, uh, I looked at it. They're going to be offering, I think, was a 117 in the CVO or 121 in the CVO, which is the largest motor they've ever fucking mowed. Yeah, okay. And SNS has had that fucking, had you beat on that forever. So get off your high horse. How, how about you make a fucking oil pump that doesn't blow up or a cam chest kit doesn't blow up? Then we can talk. Or how I guess the new 2021s are going away from the hydraulic clutch that it seems like it took them. Uh, let me see six years to figure it out and then they didn't fucking figure it out so they just gave up on it because you've had motorcycle companies running hydraulic clutches and motorcycles since the early 90s with with success uh, not harley and uh i personally think their best shot is this new pan america they got coming out that new motor they're in there with uh it's a liquid cool 1200 cc motor I, I can't remember off the top of my head what that shit's called uh was it the revolution or something like that i can't remember what, what they're calling it off the top of my head good look google it. go to harley's website um i think personally they just should have put more in that basket uh they do have the adventure bike coming out which i think is cool i think that's a better step in the right direction um if history proves me right which trend analysis guys it probably is uh they're gonna have fucking a stupid amount of recalls uh, because it's not the engineering it's usually their fucking parts quality uh quality control problem like the hydraulic clutch, it was uh, a constant tearing in the O-rings. Uh, like I said, it wasn't designed. It was quality control from their manufacturers because those O-rings are made in Indonesia. So if they can get those things unlocked, okay, I think they're going to be all right with it. And then they need to push that motor. They need to put that in a fucking bagger and be done with liquid-cooled fucking heads and have a fucking liquid-cooled motor because you can still go and get a Challenger is still to me is still a better value than fucking buying a harley nowadays uh the cvo is 45 fucking thousand dollars for fucking paint for fucking paint chrome and rockford phosphate they did team up rockford phosphate i'm a fan of that so uh it seems like year of the street fighter was true okay so i was right about that negro domus right about the fucking year of the street fighter came true and it seems like it's going to stay that way i see the trend more people riding uh naked uh bikes like that or the hyper sport whatever fuck hyper naked whatever they fucking want to call them street fighters and i think the newest uh upcoming class is going to be adventure bikes mid-size adventures like your tanner a 700s 
uh tiger you know triumph's got a, a couple new things i'll talk about that next episode but i think that this year is going to be the year of the adventure bike the year of the adventure bike is upon us guys those are my predictions so um guys it's good to be back we're gonna make this keep it keep it at this and keep rolling and see how it goes guys uh look instagram's still up uh for moto dad tito uh the, the Twitter's still up, even though I don't fucking use Twitter. I don't. I don't really. I don't even know what to fucking do with Twitter. Quite honestly, uh, I posted that I was at the dental office one time, and it was like some dentist was like, "Oh man, it's fucking cool." And then that was it. I still don't know what I'm doing with that. But uh, hit me up on Facebook, Motorcycle Dad with Tito. Hit me up on Instagram, and uh, it's good to be back, guys. It's good to be back recording, and I'm just gonna leave it more at talking shit. So, you guys, give me some feedback. Tell me what you think, even though I may not care. But uh, no, I, I'm psyched. I secretly do care. I'll try to be a hard ass now, like I don't, but I do. So, a uh, special shout out to Blood Lubricant and get some. Love that product. So, keep it going. As soon as I get everything up at the website, guys, I'll let you know. All right. Thanks for continuing to listen. Thanks for continuing to support me. One love. I'll holler at y'all later. Peace. See you when I see you. Oh, shit. I almost forgot about that. See you when I see you. Peace.